Welcome to the Emotional Eating Unwrapped Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Kessler, an emotional eating and weight loss coach for women looking to fall in love with eating, create healthy attachments with food, and lose weight sustainably. Welcome to today's episode, and today we are exploring a powerful topic, one that I know myself I have struggled with, and many of the women that I have spoken to, my friends, my clients, um, all struggle with as well, and it's breaking the habit of using food and eating as a primary means of connection. So when you think about that, let me go into a little bit of detail, right? So when it comes to connecting with others, many women have developed the habit of using food and eating as a primary means of bonding. So whether it's meeting friends for coffee and pastries, gathering for family meals, or even connecting with a partner, food often takes center stage. These habits are often ingrained in our subconscious from a young age, right? And it starts from our modeling, right? It starts from our modeling from our caregivers. It starts from how so many rituals and holidays and just life events that are all about connection are, you know, are revolving around eating and food. Um, And so it's so important that we learn how to shift our focus from using food as the means of connection and we learn to still maintain that feeling of feeling like we've just engaged in a really connective experience where we felt like we belonged and it felt like that yummy feeling of like, oh, I just, that felt so good. And I just felt like we just, like that bonding feeling um, in a healthier way, right? So how do we shift where we can still get that feeling without having to engage in food and eating all the time, right? And so sometimes engaging in food and eating is totally fine. I'm not saying you can never, you know, go to lunch to catch up or, you know, you should, uh, you know, not participate in the holiday family meal or uh, some of those things. But there are some nuances to this topic that I think – and I'm going to share, are not the most adaptive and I don't feel are the healthiest and they don't need to be done in order to feel connection. What you want to do is you want to become aware of the patterns and habits that you have around food and socializing, right? So you want to think about your own experience when you're starting to when you're starting to recognize this pattern and hopefully shift the pattern, right? And so there are certain dynamics and there are certain ways that we use food as a means to to feel connected, right? So ask yourself, how do you use food to connect with others, right? Like, do you feel like you have to, do you feel pressure Right? Do you feel pressure to eat food on the holidays in order to make your, you know, your family member happy because they made that for you? Right? Do you feel like if you don't eat the food they made for you on a holiday, even if you don't want it, and you're gathering as a family, and this is like a connection, a connective experience, 
someone is going to be upset at you, right? Because that is like, we don't want that, right? Our nervous system is going to be like, I want to avoid feeling like somebody is upset at me at all costs, right? I So I will just eat that, right? And it's kind of got a normalized where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, food pushers, right? This is called food pushing, okay? So food pushing is huge. And another one is, you know, when you meet a friend and you want to catch up, oftentimes it's like, let's meet for lunch. And the thing is, is you don't always have to eat lunch, right? Maybe that friend wants to eat lunch. But the first step is checking in with yourself and saying, am I hungry for lunch? Like, I'll still meet at a restaurant, but like, I don't necessarily need to eat at the restaurant, right? And so that concept, when I bring that up with my clients, they're like, what? How can I go to a restaurant and meet someone for lunch and not eat with them? That is so rude, right? But it's not rude. It's not rude. You're going to meet with them and catch up and hear about their life and ask them questions and share about you and, you know, connect over life stuff, right? It's not about eating together. It's not about eating food together, right? And if you take it a step further, and this can be with friends, but also can happen with partners and people that you live with, it could be like, I have to eat the same thing as you, right? Like we need to eat the same thing together, right? So if my husband is in the mood for Mexican, I guess have to eat Mexican. If he's in the mood for Mexican and he wants to get a burrito and, you know, this is our ritual, right? Like I said, rituals is really, is huge when it comes to foods and relationships. A lot of relationships have rituals, which is amazing. And a lot of those rituals are food-based, right? And so that is something to really acknowledge. But let me tell you something that just happened to me. <laughs> and my husband ordered Mexican and I ordered grilled chicken and veggies because that's actually what I wanted that night. I had had a a big, a big, you know, indulgent meal the night before, and I just was not in the mood for anything. I wanted something light, and I wanted something high nutritional value. I wanted something that, you know, made me feel grounded, and it's just this is something that I wanted, and I ordered my own thing, right? I say this to some people, and they're like, what? <laughs> you and your husband ordered a different dinner? Like, wasn't that weird? And I'm like, no, because – we don't connect over the substances that we put in our mouths. Like we connect over other things. And so eating the same thing was one of those relationship food attachments that we have. We attach the ritual to the food, right? We attach that the feeling of connection that we're hoping to feel and that feeling of belonging that we're hoping to feel by being in community with this person, right? Whether it's your partner, your family members, your friend, we think that it's directly related to eating with them or the same thing as them or what they're gifting, quote unquote, pushing on us, right? But this is something that we really have to shift, right? We have to shift the mindset of, Food isn't the only way that we can give and receive love or give and feel, you know, feel that feeling of love and connection, 
right? And I know that it's not the, I know it's not the only way. And I'm sure that, you know, you can think of other ways. And even as you're listening, you could think of other ways. But if you do take a moment and reflect on your own experiences, I do want you to ask yourself these questions. Like, when do you find yourself using food or um, almost like empowering food as the, as the, the main vehicle of connecting with others, right? Are there certain environments or situations, um, relational dynamics where that happens, right? Who are the people in your life that are more likely to trigger these situations for you? And as you start to heal this, it really is an insecure attachment with eating. Write the thoughts down, look at them and identify ways to reframe these habits, right? And ways we can do that. And it really does take attention and effort, right? These, you're not going to be able to really do it in the moment, right? So it does require setting aside time when you're not in one of those situations to create a list of other non-food connection activities, activities that can become rituals, that can foster that feeling of connection, that don't have to do with food, that when you notice that this is continuing to come up, you can just resource those, you know, you can check back to that list and you can pull something out. And, you know, really preparation is one of the biggest, is one of the biggest magic tricks and secrets not such a secret, but it's one of the biggest magic tricks when it comes to healing, especially emotional eating, which essentially comes from, you know, feeling dysregulated or feeling anxious or has an emotional root, right? Being prepared is priceless. So this is your preparation. You have a list of things and you make this list not when the actual triggering scenario is happening. You make the list in a calm time, separate, okay? And that is huge. You also want to, you know, you want to start to practice the art of curiosity, right? You want to make your connections deeper, right? You want to start asking questions about the people that you're spending time with. So if you go out to lunch with a friend, it's not about lunch, really, most of the time. Sometimes I'm not going to say it's never, right? Sometimes you guys want to go to this great, amazing new restaurant, and it is about the food. But if you're really just like catching up, don't get food as the side thing um, because it's not needed, right? What you just need to what you need to do is just ask more questions, um, you know, be get more curious, uh, you know, share more about you. Um, really just give, appreciate them, right? Share appreciation, express appreciation, um, take in your surroundings and express how they make you feel, right? Something not related to food. So, you know, start to become more sensitive to your internal experiences that you could share and being curious about other people, right? The other thing you could do is, if you meet someone at a restaurant or if you are in a setting where food is the primary thing and that 
that value system is something you can't really change maybe because that is the value system of other people. So for example, that would be like a family event um, or even a friend that's like hard set on meeting for lunch because they actually do want to eat, right? But you don't really want to eat. So you can literally just sip on a drink, right? Like a, a glass of water, um, coffee, and really getting comfortable with that, right? Because the next one is is the skill of not being a people pleaser, right? And noticing when you're people pleasing because the root of a lot of this is people pleasing, right? And again, the skill to be able to do this in real time and to be able to consistently do this and get that verified proof that your connections and your belonging will still be there for you to feel even when you do start to apply this type of behavior in in your relationships with people um, is to heal that people-pleasing wound, right? And so in order to do that, first and foremost, you have to know yourself, right? You need to go into a situation and be like, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? What are my hunger cues right now? Um, what does the rest of my day look like? You know, should I eat lunch now? Should I not? Like, is this, right? So you're going in with your own agenda and that's, that is your North Star, right? That is the roadmap, right? The roadmap's not what someone else decides for you. It's not what the food pusher wants you to do gifter, right? The food pusher. It's not that your friend wants to eat lunch. It's not that your partner wants to have this, right? It's you. What do you want? Right. And really recognizing that by you putting your voice and your needs into the conversation, you're not less lovable because of that. Right. And, and you know, you're not, you're not less lovable. You're not going to feel less connected. Right. In the beginning, if you haven't been doing this and you start doing this, it might be a surprise to people. But your value is so much more than the people-pleasing pleasing tendencies, okay? So remember that, right? And remember that by working to identify these relational situations and shifting your focus to true connection, right, curiosity, true connection, you can break free of the habit of using food as a primary means of bonding with people, right? This shift will 100% improve your relationship with the people around you and also help you reduce the habit of falling back to using food as a means to feel emotionally connected and supported, okay? So I hope you learned a lot from today's episode. And until next time, I'm Alana, and thank you for listening to Emotional Eating Unwrapped.